good evening and good afternoon. Everybody around the world, uh, my name is Derek Hindenburg and I am your host of Walk by Faith. Um, I hope everyone is doing wonderful. It is officially uh, January the 18th, 2019 and we are 18 days into the new year. Wow, that is just, that's amazing to know that these months or these, this month is already nearly over with. I mean, we really only have like another full week and then five days until February comes upon us. And well, to say the least, um, this year, you know, just you know, just some things about me. Uh, this year has been very eventful and some shifts have taken place. Some changes have taken place, some some good changes, some some good shifts and directions in which I've never been in personally. But it's it's a positive. It's a good thing. You know, change, change can be good if you embrace it correctly. You know, I was always taught that if you are in a situation that you don't like, it is up to you to change directions or change, switch courses to go somewhere else as far as taking you where you want to be. We can't become complacent. We can't stay in the same position and complain at the same time, of course, okay? Um, like I said, this is 18 days into the new year and we... As a nation, in my opinion, we're, we're, we're slowly but surely crumbling. Like, there are definitely cracks in, in the foundation of our nation right now. I mean, I, I try not to watch a lot of the mainstream media, but it's extremely hard to not know what's going on. Like, if you don't know what's going on in the world at the moment... Um, you must be living under a rock because, you know, there's so much tension and so much hatred that's going on in our society right now that it's very hard to ignore and it's very hard to, to not pay attention to. In fact, it's vital as us believers to pay attention to these things. You know, we have all kinds of, dare I say, anarchy borderline anarchy taking place in our nation at the moment and you know we have this government shutdown we have issues with laws we have issues in the in our communities with our children outside influences I actually made an episode about outside influences last month so go back a couple of episodes and you can um you can recap that as far as what I mean by outside influences. But we have a lot of trouble and persecutions that are going on in these last days. Okay, um, I thought this would be an appropriate time to actually talk about this type of stuff. Um, because I, I, I want to be as transparent as I possibly can and not water anything down and to allow people to understand the days that we are living in right now um, are, are some of the last days in which, you know, he, uh, of human history. 
Because there's a lot of people who, you know, who always say, you know, they've been saying it's the last days for the past couple of decades, for the past century. They say it's the last days. Well, things happen in intervals. And as those intervals come, they get a little bit more intense, a little bit more intense and a little bit more intense. And here in 2019, those intervals are extremely intense. And I, I just have to question, you know, how much more tension can the world take how much more tension can this this country will withstand we have a lot of problems in our world and the thing is it's all supposed to happen and some people may feel may say well how could you how could you say that how could you say that things are supposed to happen well christ told us these things were going to happen like there's the, I believe that you can pray against certain things, you know, to prevent certain things from occurring. But I don't believe you can pray against prophetic events in which have been foretold by Jesus himself. OK, and that is what we are going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some of some things in which Christ talked about that were going to come to pass and then have come to pass. Okay, so today's episode is going to be titled The Beginning of the End. I'm not going to say it's the end, but I will say without a shadow of a doubt that this is definitely the beginning of the end of the age. There's too much evidence. There's just too much in the open right now for us to be in denial and to sit and believe that things are actually going to get better. When you hear someone say things are going to get better or things are getting better, you have to question their motives. You know, who exactly are they getting better for? Are they getting better as a whole for us people or are they getting better for the gain of certain individuals? You know, let's just think about that for a second, okay? So like every broadcast, I'm going to provide some scriptures. Um, I'm actually going to read out of two books today, um, Matthew chapter 24 and Romans chapter 2. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start our broadcast off with Matthew 24. Uh, Matthew 24 is a very, very um, informative well the whole scriptures are serious but this in particular chapter right here Christ is directly telling his disciples what to expect before his second coming what's going to happen before he returns because you know they were on the Mount of Olives and his disciples asked him you know tell us what are what are going to be the signs of your coming and the coming of the age? What's going to occur? What's going to happen? What are we to look for before we know it's time for you to come back? Okay, so Jesus replies in Matthew 24, and I will be reading a lot of this chapter. So just bear with me. And as I read, you know, I will, you know, I will stop and kind of give my take on every verse I feel that jumps out at me. So we're going to read Matthew 24, um, verse 4. And it says, Jesus answered him, Take heed, no one deceive you. 
for many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and will deceive many. You know, basically here the Lord is saying, you know, there's going to come a time where you hear a lot of people come out of nowhere and say, you know, I am God. I'm the Lord. You know, I mean, there are entertainers out there who call themselves the God or I'm God or worship me. Like those are what we call like false prophets because people literally worship like artists or actors or you know, musicians or whatnot. I've, I've, there are plenty out there. Like Kanye West, for instance, you know, he calls himself Jesus. And I'm like, you know, Jesus is evidently that's basically the opposite or a mockery of Jesus, you know, calling yourself Jesus, the second coming of Jesus, posing on his album covers as if he was the Christ with a crown of thorns, you know, just false narratives like that you know christ said that there are going to be you know people who come out of nowhere who say these things but don't let them fool you don't let them deceive you you know just just observe it but carry on because understand that i told you these things were going to happen all right moving on to verse six you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see not you are troubled, for all these things must happen, but the end is not yet. For the past 20 years, I'd say, well, actually a little bit more than that, you know, if you want to be technical, you know, the scriptures have been around for centuries upon centuries, and we have gone through so many different wars since then, World War One. World War II, um, the war in Vietnam. These are just all American. Well, not all American, but a lot of them are American based wars. But these wars have taken place everywhere. Like there's been all kinds of wars around the world, whether it be a war, a war against two countries or two nations or whether it be a civil war or whatnot. And in our country right now, we're actually at war. And people don't believe it. Like when you say we're at war, you know, they're like, well, I don't see tanks. I don't see fighter jets. I don't see um, M16s and ARs and AK-47s and and cannons all in the street. No, of course you don't see that. Because when Christ says you hear wars and rumors of wars and nation, well, that's verse 7. I'll continue in a minute. You know, he's not necessarily talking about physical wars. I mean, right now, we have war in our country between the left and the right. Okay, there is a really deep division down the middle of our country that has us divided. Like, there is no seeing eye to eye with this nation. We will not agree with each other. We will not see things from each other's perspective. It's either going to be my way or the highway. That's pretty much the um, the mindset that a lot of people in our nation. And I'm talking about America right now because I'm an American citizen and I live in this country. And I'm just making an observation from what I see. Um, the left and the right hate each other. Like, don't don't let don't let anyone tell you different. Like, as far as saying, well, it's just political. It's just a political disagreement. No, it's much deeper than the political disagreement. The, the acts in which I see, the language in which I see that 
is being used, everything in which is going on right now, those are deep, hateful roots right there. So I don't, I'm not buying the whole it's political disagreement. It's much deeper than that, okay? Um, but we definitely have trouble. T- we're, we're in trouble times and wars are, are occurring as well as physical wars. I mean, there's war going on over in Israel, you know, between Israel and the Palestinians. They're always going at it. I mean, let's look at Syria, for instance. There is no peace in Syria. Syria knows no peace. No peace. Those people, I feel bad for those people because it's a war zone over there every single day. Every day. But as of right now, you don't really hear about that too much in the news. The media is is basically spoon feeding us what they want us to focus on right now and not what's going on around the world. That's why I always say, you know, if you're going to get your news, if you're going to do your research, be sure to be a little bit more diligent, actually a lot more diligent, not so ignorant and gullible to believe everything in which you hear. All right, moving on to verse seven, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, epidemics, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Now, this is interesting right here to say for Christ to say, you know, in the last days, you know, there's going to be famines. You know, there are going to be times in which you're going to go without. And that could mean money. That could mean stocks, food, a lot of things. Think about it. We got the government shut down right now. And this is, as they evidently, this is the longest shutdown in history. And a lot of people are going without being paid. And if you don't get paid, you can't pay your bills. If you can't pay your bills, you lose your home and you can't buy food. That's a that's a famine, folks. That's a famine, folks. And and the American people, let me say this. You know, I may not win a lot of fans by saying this, but I will say that the American people have it coming. They do. Simply because this nation has turned their back on God. This nation has turned their back on God. We've got they've pushed God out of the schools. They've pushed God out of the courtroom. They don't want God on the football field. They don't want God in public. They want to they want to put God in a box. And when things get rough and when things get tough and and situations get dire, then they want to go banging on that box saying, where are you, God? Where are you? Why didn't you stop this from happening? Why? What's where were you? Well, you pushed them away. This nation has made it clear that they don't want anything to do with Jesus Christ. But then we have famines like this occurring. And it's going to get worse, people. Trust me. If you are not saved, you may want to go ahead and seek Christ now. But after famines, it's like seeing epidemics and earthquakes. Epidemics. You know, we we have an increase of, you know, the flu, all of these illnesses, these sicknesses. I spent the majority of this month, like, with um 
I guess, like a sinus infection slash cold or something like that. And it has just been so irritating. Like, at first, you know, I had a fever and then, you know, uh, stuffy nose, body aches, and all of that stuff just passed. And now I'm just dealing with this lingering um, sore throat and um, just a little bit of um, sinus congestion. But it's it's nothing serious. But still, you know, people are getting sick now more than they've ever gotten sick in, in, in history. There's just so many different strains of illnesses and flus that are, are are coming out of nowhere. And the thing is, they're coming out of nowhere. Like, I, I don't know about that. You know, Christ said this was going to happen. He said that these things were going to come to pass. So it's no surprise. Earthquakes in various places. All these would be the beginning of sorrows. Earthquakes in various places. Now... Um, a couple of years ago, I used to do, man, I used to do some really heavy research on this type of stuff. I used to go to USGS.com, which is basically, um, it's a website that literally, it's a radar, it's a website, but it's a radar that literally tracks every tremor that occurs on the ground, no matter where it is, whether it's in the United States, Australia, Japan, China, um, Russia, wherever the case may be, wherever a tremor is on the ground, it is recorded on that 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 chart. Okay, and I mean, like I'm serious. It's been about almost five and a half years since I've actually looked into that, but um, I probably should. But if you go to that website USGS.com, um, you will see that there is an increase of earthquakes strong earthquakes too i mean these these are not just earthquakes in which are just shaking up shaking the china off of your arm mantle these are earthquakes that are actually like ripping a hole in the ground and swallowing houses ruining buildings taking out um communities it is said that earthquakes are the birth pains of the earth Screaming out, yelling out, and I believe it. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, verse 9, they will hand you over to be persecuted and will kill you, and you will be hated by nations for my name's sake. You know, I was just talking to one of my clients yesterday about this, and I was telling her, you know, when it comes to you know, making fun of a belief. Christianity is always number one. Christianity always takes the hit. People always make fun of Jesus. People always make fun of God, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God of Israel. They never make fun of Buddha. They never make fun of Muhammad. They never make fun of Krishna or Kali or any of those Hindu, thousands of Hindu gods, and they never make fun of spirituality. In fact, people embrace spirituality, and I'll probably get to that why in a minute. But it's always the God of the Bible. And what I told her was, you know, there's an attack on Christianity. There's an attack on Jesus because Jesus told us that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. A lot of people have a problem with that. 
A lot of people have a problem with that. We live in a rebellious, reprobate society. And when Christ said, I am the only way that you're going to get to, to, to the Father, that I'm the only way that you're going to get to heaven, I am the way, the truth, and the life. People take he take take problems with that, and then they, they 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 respond and they retaliate negatively. And Christians who believe that are persecuted. I mean, can we remember a couple of years ago over in um, where was it? I don't know where was it. Was it Iraq? One of the two places. I'm not sure where they were executing. Um, Christians on the on the um, on the beaches. You know, for not renouncing the name of Christ. I mean, yeah, you know, you're either going to be killed or you're going to live for Christ. And in some of these countries, they will kill you if you don't renounce the name of Jesus Christ. Literally. In China, Christians worship underground. You're not allowed to practice Christianity in the open in communist China. You'll get arrested, you'll get persecuted, you may even get killed. And it's not just China, there are other nations as well where practicing Bible Christianity is prohibited. But Christ said this would happen. He said that you are going to be hated for my name's sake. People are going to hate you for my name's sake. People are going to, to make fun of you. People are going to call you crazy. People are going to look down on you for my namesake. That's what he that's what he said. OK, moving on to um, verse 10. Then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. You know, I, I, this is something that we see every day. People falling away from from the faith. People falling away from hope. You know, a lot of people that say. Some people say if you fall away from the faith, you were never saved to begin with because the Holy Spirit is not going to just let you go like that. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to. Uh, I think by fall away, I don't think that necessarily means like just completely give up on on Jesus and give up on seeking salvation. Maybe that just means, you know, falling away or falling off the path. But I, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to add to the scriptures, but, you know, if Christ says that there's going to be many that fall away and betray one another and hate one another, that's just what's going to happen. I mean, I don't doubt that there are some people out there who claim to be Christians who are no longer Christians and they've betrayed the brethren. They betrayed their brothers and sisters and started exercising hate. A lot of atheists claim that they were Christians at one point. I find that hard to believe. But a lot of them claim that they were Christians. But if you do the research, you'll you'll find that a lot of them have Catholic backgrounds. And Christianity and Catholicism are two different worlds, okay? Verse 11, that many false prophets will rise and will deceive many. Okay. So, once again, this is, um, this is one of those... This is one of those moments in which a lot of people probably are not going to like me for. But here at Walk by Faith, you know, I strive for telling the truth. You know, Jesus said, tell the truth all the time. That's just what I'm going to do. The truth is not always going to win you friends. It's not always going to win you popularity, but it will definitely win you the respect 
of people out there who respect being told the truth, okay? Again, reading Matthew twenty four eleven, and many false prophets will rise and be and, and will deceive many. You have all of these prosperity preachers like Joel Osteen and Joyce Myers and um Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, um Joseph Prince. Uh just stop me whenever you want. You know, all of these name it, claim it. Um, pastors or whatever you want to call them. I call them false prophets who are promising that people are going to get rich, who are promising that people are going to prosper when Christ never promised that any of that stuff was going to happen. Like if you read the whole Matthew 24, he never once promised that you were going to be rich. I'm not saying that you can't be rich. I'm not saying that it's God's will for a Christian to be um, broken, homeless, and poor. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, anything that you work for is yours. You earn your keep. But to sit up and tell millions of people that they are going to be filthy rich if they pray this prayer and if they sow this seed or send this money to this... this um to this ministry, that's crazy to tell people that. And when it doesn't happen, those people are left broke. Those people are left discouraged. And perhaps this is why the occurrence in, in, in verse 10 happens. It's when it says then many will fall away. Probably people are falling away because of these false prophets making these false claims. Verse 11, and many false prophets will rise and deceive many, fool a lot of people. It happens every day. Jesus is not lying. Pay attention. Do your research. Dig a little bit. Verse 12, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Okay, so the love of many will grow cold. Because iniquity will abound. Evilness will, will be on the rise. And we're not going to sit up here and doubt that that's not happening at this moment. And the love of many will grow cold. Hearts will become cold. Stone cold hearted. These days, people make fun of everything. People make fun of everything there is to make fun of. No matter what the situation is, no matter what it's about, people have made a joke out of it. People have made memes. People have just destroyed injustice and, and human decency. People can, somebody can die and then there will be a meme about this person a day later. And it'll be floating around the internet. People will be laughing and people will, will be sharing it. You know why? Because the hearts of men have grown cold. The love of many have grown cold. Love is still here, but it's definitely not being exercised anymore. Respect is not being exercised anymore. There's so many problems that we have. And, and, and one of those major problems is, is the lack of respect in which this community has for one another. The hearts of men are going to grow cold. We're going to go ahead and go to... Romans 2 now. Romans 2. 
Now, where are we? Now, this is the type of scripture <laughs> that may definitely upset some people. But, you know, I always tell people, you know, don't shoot the messenger. If you want to get mad at somebody, get mad at the person who said it. The person who said it, you know, was, was Jesus Christ. You know, it wasn't, wasn't me. So, I mean, a lot of people get really caught up in their emotions they get caught up in their emotions and they just they just don't i don't know they don't they're not logical anymore people act more on their feelings than they do any anything else like nobody likes to do research nobody likes to look into things you know if it sounds good you know roll with it is what people say now, unfortunately. And I can quote scripture and I can tell people what the Bible says and people will, will crucify me for, for, for quoting the, the Bible. Mainly because it does not fit their agenda. I made a mistake. We're not in Romans 2. We are in Romans 1. So again, if you have a Bible, you can go ahead and follow along with me. And we're going to start at verse 21. Romans 1.21. Romans 1 is one of the most convicting books in the Bible. If this book does not convict you, there's a, a really good chance that the Holy Spirit may not dwell within you. But we're going to go ahead and go all the way down to verse 21. And it reads, Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him or give him thanks as God, but became futile in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. Birds, four-footed beasts and creeping things. A lot of people put more trust in the creation. And they put trust in God. They'll go to a textbook in a hurry to look for an answer. But when you go to the scriptures, oh, well, it doesn't count. Oh, the answer to life is not there, even though this is the book of life. They would much rather go to some professor or some author or whatnot and, and receive the knowledge of man and take it as fact. You know, the, 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 the truth of the gospel and the truth of God has been watered down and it's not even taken serious anymore in this society. It said, uh, verse 24, Therefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, to dishonor their bodies among themselves. <sighs> we live... In a super, super sexually charged society now where people are having sex left and right outside of marriage. No one cares about that anymore. Obviously, no one cares about that anymore. No one values the, 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 the sanctity of, of marriage. No one cares about keeping the gift of God within the, the confounds of a, of a, of a home, of, of a marriage between a man and a woman. 
everyone wants to just abuse their bodies, as the scriptures say, to dishonor themselves with their own bodies. There's no respect for oneself. And, and the culture will say has has embraced this behavior. The culture has told people you need to have sex in order to be acceptable. You need to have sex in order for people to like you. You need to have sex in order to be in a relationship with somebody. People are not going to want to date you. If you're not willing to have sex with them, people are not going to want to marry you. If you don't want to have sex with them, people are not going to buy you stuff. People are not going to love you if you don't have sex with them. That is basically the culture. And unfortunately, a lot of people have bought into that. They're brainwashed. And our younger generation sees that has always been the way. And they're following in those footsteps. And we, like I said, we're living in a society where the hearts of wax cold and they're trying to get rid of God. They don't have any form of defense. Because people have pushed away God. And they've turned into, and they've turned to a little to the knowledge of man. Verse 25, they turned the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. That's the God on his truth. People have made God out to be a liar. People have made God out to be um, hate some hateful old man in the sky, which I have no idea where that idea even came from. But people definitely put more trust and more confidence in, in man. Verse 26. For this reason, God has given them up to dishonorable passions. Their women exchanged the natural function for what is against nature. So what does that mean? Their women exchange the natural function for what is against nature. I'm going to go ahead and read um, the next verse and then I'll talk about that. Likewise, men leaving. And if this doesn't tell you what this means, then I don't know what to tell you. Likewise, the men leaving the natural function of the woman burned in their own lust towards one another. Men with Men doing what is shameful and receiving them to do penalty of their errors. There is a massive, massive increase of homosexuality. This, this is the topic that a lot of people don't want to touch. This is the topic that people get extremely antsy and offended about. This is the topic that is basically making and breaking the laws of the United States. This is the subject that is alternating, altering really the, the existence of humans. You have a lot of people who say that it's natural that they were born this way, that it's okay, and that God made them this way. And, you know, let's just say everyone was homosexual or half of the world was homosexual. That would mean the extinction of more than half of human population. 
I mean, this is this is this is just the facts that people don't want to talk about. Okay, this is the stuff that people don't want to talk about. It, it's true. Men and men cannot procreate. Women and women cannot procreate. If there's no procreation, that is the precursor to the extinction of human beings. It has nothing to do with love. It has nothing to do with tolerance. It has nothing to do with pride. None of that stuff. It's about surviving. But yet this is a topic that is so talked about. And it's so like protected by today's society and it's like if you speak against it or you don't agree with it or or like i said if you just read the scriptures i didn't say it god said it i'm repeating after god if you just listen to the scriptures and you just you know recite the scriptures people come down on you for that oh you're a bigot oh you're a hater oh you're hateful oh you don't tolerate there's no tolerance there's so much hypocritical speech within that community it's not even funny How are you going to tell me that I am hateful and that I don't have any tolerance when I can't exercise the right to being a believer in Christ and following the scriptures without being persecuted? I don't feel like that's tolerance. I feel like that's hate. I feel like that's bigotry. I feel like that's unfair. I feel like I shouldn't have to deal with that. You know? Just because someone disagrees with the way you choose to live your life does not mean that they hate you. Just because somebody disagrees with your sin does not mean that they're evil. Because the fact of the matter is that it's it's sin. No, It's no different than any other sin. You can repent of it just like any other sin. But I think that people... Even though it's just like any other sin, I think that people have taken this sin... And they've put it on a separate pedestal that makes it so high and mighty that people literally don't consider it to be sin when the scriptures tell us that it is. You got to stop acting on your feelings. You got to stop acting on what the media says. You got to stop believing everything that you hear. And there's a lot of Christians out there that feel this way. You guys need to start reading your Bibles. Verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which were not proper. Like I said, a lot of people have pushed God out of the way. They've ignored God. This is what happens when you when you ignore God, when you push God away. God is going to leave you alone. God is going to leave you alone. But when he that that's that's probably the absolute worst thing that can happen to you. God is going to leave you alone. If you don't want anything to do with God, he's he's going to leave you alone. God is not going to force himself on you. He's not a dictator. He's he's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. But if God leaves you alone, you are subject for a reprobate mind, for a debased mind. For In other words, anything goes with you and your thought process. And don't get mad at God when you have a rebellious spirit, when you feel that you want to do what you want to do without any consequences. Don't get mad at God. 
Okay, so moving on to verse 29. They were filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetedness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, gossip, slanders, God-haters, insolent, proud, boastful, inventors of evil things, disobedient towards parents, without understanding of covenant breakers, without natural affection. I say again, without natural affection, callous and unmerciful, who know the righteous requirement of God, and that those who commit such things are worthy of death. They not only do them, but they also give heartily approval to those who practice them. That, that That's a mouthful. In the book of Isaiah, I, I don't have the note in front of me, but I know in the book of Isaiah, there, you know, the prophecy says, Oh, there's going to come a day where the world considers what is evil to be good. And then it goes on to say the world's going to consider what's good to be evil. You know, the world's going to translate darkness into being light and light into being darkness. There's this this backwards way of thinking, this backwards society, this satanic mentality that the world is beginning to adopt. And it's happening. It is happening at an alarming rate. There's no other way to put it. I just sit back and every day I'll turn the news on and I'll see what's going on in the world. And I I just don't even want to look at it anymore because it's, it's depressing. It's discouraging. The world is is definitely it's it's meeting in its end. There's an increase of rebellion. Children are not listening to their parents. People are not listening to the government. People are not wanting to listen to authority. People want to do their own thing. And that's that just is a recipe for anarchy. There's hate going on in the world. You can't have an opinion without somebody wanting to crucify you. You can't be a Christian without people or or a believer, whichever you identify as, without people judging you and and misjudging you first and, and, and talking down on you and saying you're crazy. You can't even support your president without being bombarded by ignorant people. This is the beginning of the end, ladies and gentlemen. There is no mistaking that. There's so much more that is occurring and that has occurred that I have not covered in this broadcast where I encourage everybody out there to just do their own research. You know, do some research on the end times. Do some research on what's going on in society. Stop getting your news from CNN. Stop getting your news from MSNBC. Stop getting your news from... from, um, Mainstream media and and go to an alternative uh, what do you call it alternative media television unbiased news find out what's going on really so you can make your own educated decision as far as the direction of the world you gotta wake up people but most importantly make sure 
that you're right with God and that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because we don't have a lot of time. We don't. I want everyone to be diligent. Seek God with your heart, your whole heart. And listen to what he directs you to do. Don't be too focused on everything that's going on right now. Because just like Matthew 24 said, these things are going to happen. But Jesus never told us to be hyper focused on those things. He just said, just just know when these things occur, that time is coming. But just keep your eyes on me. Okay. God bless everybody out there. I will see you or you'll hear me in the next episode. Have a great day.